recording. I'm recording also. Well, I'm recording more. Are you? No. <laughs> I'm recording it twice. I'm recording it 17 times. That is that is lies. That is definitely lies. It is a lie. I'm recording it bleventy times. That's not even a number, SJ. That is an obscure reference to my webcomic, which uh, if I put this in, you now have to link to my webcomic. Oh, <laughs> not your webcomic. Yeah, nobody likes your webcomic. No one does read my webcomic. Is that what you said? No, I said nobody likes it. Oh. <laughs> I actually don't know. Do people like your webcomic? I like it, and my brother likes it, and my sister likes it, and that's about it. But I really like it, so I feel like that counts for something. I feel like if you were writing a like PhD thesis, that's about the same number of people that would be important that would like it. Also, every month or so I go back and reread my old webcomic. Do you really? Well, it only went for 100 copies, and it's, I mean, obviously I wrote it, but it's exactly my sense of humour, so I'll be like, I'm going to read this, and I'm just like, ah, oh, it's so pleasant. Are you drinking water? Mm-hmm. Okay, stop drinking water. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Give me a second. I think I might be dehydrated. How come? I don't know. You look really, really strange today because you can't see me, but I can see you. And you're just, instead of like looking in one direction, you're just looking all around the room. <laughs> <laughs> and you look very distracted. I, I can look at the, it's just like the, I'm looking at a picture of a wolf, like the default Skype photo of a wolf. Oh. I'll pull up a picture of you and put it there for me to look at. That's better. Which photo? I'll pull up one of your nude photos. Um. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Why not? Why, why would it matter? Are you serious? That would I'm be not going to. Okay. That would be really weird. Yeah, but why would it matter? Just It didn't sound sarcastic enough for me to believe you. I, I'm not going to do it, but I don't understand why it would matter. This makes me feel vulnerable and weird. But this podcast is about being vulnerable. That was the name of the last podcast. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Vulnerability is, is something hopefully you get to choose. I don't have any non-nude photos of you. Are you serious? <laughs> no, of course I'm not. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have any non-nude photos of me. That's a joke, well, I, right? I, I don't have, like, I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling up through my photos and I don't have many photos of you because after we split up, you know, I, I didn't take photos of you anymore. So I've, I've gone quite a way back. And it's weird that you stopped doing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, immediately after we broke up, I took a lot of photos of you, but you didn't know about them. And then <laughs> after that, I stopped. After you moved out, it petered off a bit. After the restraining order, I stopped taking photos. It's good to know. <laughs> I've scrolled up to the part where we broke up, but I was with my other girlfriend. I could pull up a photo of her. Would that be any better? And you know, if it works for you, it works for me. Okay, would you rather a photo of her or a photo of you in the nude? You're a fuckface. <laughs> I'd honestly rather a photo of her, but also I would—I think she would feel weird about that. I think it would be a weird situation generally. Here's where I moved out. I'm just going through my history now, like, because they're sorted chronologically. It's probably not vital for me to have a photo of you, but... Uh, now that you're on it... I'm committed to this now. Now I want to look through my life in my face. Don't do it. Why not? You get very easily distracted. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Oh, I found Pete, my turtle. <laughs> Man, I played so much Soulforge. I just found like a billion. Here we go. Oh, it's you and a dead cat. I probably That's probably not the best one. Not the best one. Here we go. Okay, this is you at Jesse's wedding. You look great. Ah. Ah, look, what a great photo. I think you were checking your makeup, but they're all really nice photos anyway. Ah, you're doing a little cute smile. 
Aren't all of my smiles cute? The other ones, you're just like, is this is this makeup okay? Yeah. Okay. But in this one, you've got a nice grin. I'm gonna send you this photo of you because it's super cute. Okay. You can put it up in the show notes. Man, this is such a good photo. I I think I'm gonna disagree with you. You always do. You don't you don't like the look of you that I like of you. Exactly. I feel like every boyfriend I've had, I've had the same problem. They think I look cute when I do not look cute. Do you like that photo? I'm just looking at it. I haven't got it open yet. No. <laughs> you don't like the photo? No. Nah. You dressed yourself, by the way, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't matter. Why don't you like it? I just, I think I look like a dingus. The lighting is awful. What was I doing? I was so much worse at selfies then. I think this is on my laptop. That makes a bunch more sense. Yeah. But yeah, I look like a dingus. Yeah, but you're a cute dingus. Yeah, okay. A cute, yeah, okay. Anyway, so while we're recording this, that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Hello and welcome to... I'm going to do that again. I'm not happy with that. Hello and... What, wo- like, what did, you, what did you not like about it? It felt disingenuous. It felt like I was uh, doing a bit. I feel like every time you, you do the intro, though, it sounds a bit cheesy. Yeah, but I didn't want it to sound quite that cheesy. Oh, okay. There's a level of cheesiness. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's a level of appropriate cheese that was too far that was beyond that do you know about the thing i did with my cousin in 2010 the i cousins thing yeah i think i do is this the one where you guys did videos back and forth yeah so we just found the vlog brothers and i think i mentioned this on a previous podcast but i used to always do projects that someone else had just done because i was like that seems cool so then i'd do it and now i'm like why peter that's not a that's not a good use of anyone's time but i would say just on that like you know when you go to art school they're like you're gonna be like a human sponge and you'll just copy everyone else until you kind of amalgamate them into something that is what you do yeah i can see that so the vlog brothers was originally a project where john and hank green john green's an author hank green is now best known for being a youtuber they only communicated by non-textual means so they didn't im they didn't text or anything like that so they would call each other on the phone every weekday they recorded a video to send back and forth so monday john would send a video to hank and tuesday hank would send one to john etc and they did it for about nine months before it kind of exploded and now they run this youtube empire like they're they're huge and so that was in 2009 i think it was 2009 maybe a little bit later and so 2010 2011 my cousin and i did the same thing except we decided to exclusively communicate through youtube videos so my cousin gavin and i are very very close he's like a brother to me uh, he's like the brother I never had. and well, You have a brother. Yeah, he's like the brother I did have. Oh, okay. All right. And so we only communicated by these YouTube videos back and forth. So every day, like, they're still online. You can I think we called it iCousins 2.0, which is like a takeoff of Vlogbrothers 2.0 and iVegemite or whatever that was. iSnack. iSnack 2.0. <laughs> oh my gosh. iSnack 2.0. Every weekday for a whole year, Gavin and I sent a video back and forth. And that was the only way we communicated except for... He sent me a private video and I sent him a private video because one of his friend's family died. And so he sent me a little video just to be like, hey, this is what happened. And I surprised him for his birthday. That was so delightful. So I visited him like in Brisbane from Melbourne where I was. He was like, let's go to the pub. And everyone was like, oh, okay, we will. And he got there and like 40 of his friends were there and I was there. And it was just, it was wonderful. It was such a good time. And as part of that, we, we went mad doing it. It was so boring. Like I do not recommend doing it. As part of it, we decided to set each other little challenges. And so one of them was to like find different ways to do vlogs. And so for one of them, 
I'd just gotten an iPad, my first iPad, and so I recorded myself in the iPad and then had a conversation with that version of me while holding the iPad. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, quite, it's quite an interesting little thing. And as part of that, I did, like, a few jokes and bits. And I, I learned watching back from that that if I wasn't feeling the joke in the moment, it didn't land. The only jokes that worked were the ones that, as I was doing it, they felt funny or they felt genuine. Like, that was the really the big thing that I took away from that little part of that big project. And so doing that hello at the start of the podcast just then didn't feel right to me. Like, that didn't feel genuine. And so I didn't want to stick to that. I couldn't stand by that. So I want to do a, one that I support, one that I feel. There's an artist, like a musician called Pharaoh Monch, who I don't expect you to know. But he does this song called, oh shit, I think it's called like, Get the Fuck Up. Okay. It's like, whoa, 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 get the fuck up. Anyway, we'll insert a little bit of it here so you know which song it is. Anyway, it is like a party starter of a song. But I saw him play at a festival a couple of years ago and he came out and he like started the song. I don't know if it was that song, but he started a song and he was like, nah, 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 we're going to start that again. I'm sorry, all y'all. <laughs> I did not give you enough of myself. And so in turn, you guys did not give enough of yourselves. So I'm going to do it again and give you all of me. And then he redid it and it was like, oh my God. And everyone went off the wall. That is awesome. It's awesome. And I was really impressed until I found out that my brother had seen him do the exact same thing in Canada. And I don't know if he does it at every show. That would be the worst. It would be like a great bit. Like I get why you do that because... It obviously doesn't work when you repeat it so much. There's a quote which is, the trick to success is to learn to fake sincerity. Wait on, who said that? Maybe that's not a quote. There's something about that. I think it's like advertising is, like the trick to advertising is if, if you can fake sincerity. I can't remember the exact quote, but it's like, if you can fake sincerity, you can do anything. And I hate it when people are like, hey, here's a thing that's honest. And you later find out it wasn't honest. I just, that's my least favorite thing. Ah, that annoys me. I was reading a book by Ryan O'Connell, who's... I fucking loved the book. It's called I'm Special and Other Lies They Tell You. Yeah. And I think I've talked to you about it before. He's a really, really fucking hilarious writer. And he's also very insightful. And he's gay and he has cerebral palsy. And the book is kind of his coming out about having cerebral palsy. Oh, wow. (laughs) Which is kind of interesting because... That's not the thing you'd expect to come out about. Yeah, exactly, right? He came out as gay um, much earlier on. But... At one point, because of his cerebral palsy, he got in a car accident. And so then people were like, oh, you're limping. It's like, I got in a car accident. And then he just sort of ran with that instead of telling people he has cerebral palsy. Yeah. Because that was sort of less... Embarrassing? Uh, it has less stigma attached to right. it. Right, yeah. Cerebral palsy has a lot of stigma attached to it. And because it's quite misunderstood, cerebral palsy is actually like a really umbrella term. I know very little about cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy, I don't know heaps about it, but apparently it's an umbrella term for a lot of different stuff, which means in terms of abilities and stuff, as Ryan O'Connell said it, it goes from mild to wild. (laughs) That party animal, you know, he just has cerebral palsy. It's actually a serious condition. Stop going to his parties. He can't help it, guys. One of the things I really enjoyed about the book 
that well, that I found really refreshing was that he has cerebral palsy and he developed cerebral palsy because the doctor fucked up his birth. Oh, wow. And so his parents sued the doctor and got a settlement. And so when he turned 18, he got a big chunk of money. And so that's how he was able to develop a creative career. Right. Because after he studied, I think he studied creative writing in New York or somewhere, I can't remember. And then he spent a year just doing unpaid internships and then spent four months just writing, like building up a portfolio. Because of his situation, it meant that he could talk about that situation with money quite openly because, you know, who the hell's going to be like, fuck you for like being advantaged because you have cerebral palsy and you got to pay out, you know. Not everyone can have cerebral palsy, Ryan. <laughs> Which I think is really interesting because it meant that he was able to talk about the creative industries and how... I've been thinking about this a lot lately, but like the creative industries, the people who thrive in creative industries are often people who have significant financial advantage. And because of that, it means that like culture is created by the privileged people in the in society because if you want to get into the community or the scene or whatever you need to be able to do unpaid internships or that's not the only way of course but you're going to be significantly advantaged if you don't have to have a job or whatever absolutely i don't like to demonize anyone in this situation it's just an interesting fact byproduct of how it works and that's why i think it's really important to have programs that encourage people who otherwise might you know wouldn't have the opportunity and all that kind of stuff anyway that's not what i was going to talk about what i was going to talk about is the fact that oh oh shit what was i going to say about ryan o'connell i was talking about sincerity in advertising oh yeah he was saying in the book he was saying that he wished that people would use social media in a more truthful way and i've just been thinking about that i haven't been posting so much on social media lately because i just haven't i'm just kind of sick of i'm just kind of not feeling you've been having a rough time i'm not feeling very well and i'm not feeling the game and i don't want to like you know how many likes am i getting and all that like i it feels very hollow can i use that word there i think you mean hollow no i mean hollow it feels very you know empty or hollow (laughs) or yeah. Hello. There's, there's, there's several words that we could put there. <laughs> you might actually be right. You'll probably get an angry email from someone being like, oh, and then he corrected you about hello, which was the correct word. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the email you've gotten lately? No, no, just wait. I want to finish this thing, which okay. is he's talking about like being honest on social media. And so I've been thinking about like being more honest on social media and being like, here's me and my boyfriend at the beach. Um, we spent two hours talking about how maybe he should get another girlfriend because I can't give him enough emotional intimacy. Yeah. You know, like, like that, like you should, that kind I, of level of honesty. I think you should definitely do that, but I don't know whether my advice is the wisest. <laughs> I feel like I kind of want to put it to a poll. So if you're listening, what do you think? Because I like the idea of doing it for 30 days. I think the best way of doing a poll is just do it and then see what kind of reaction it gets. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's a good point. It's just difficult because, you know, you're always going to curate whatever you put up. But I also don't want to be a Debbie Downer. You know, like I talk about mental health stuff, but I always try and make sure that I like I don't want anyone to pity me. Right. I don't want people to pity me and I don't want people to feel uncomfortable when they read my stuff. Yeah. I don't want anyone to be like, oh, I feel weird. 
that's why when I put a post up on the weekend about being really socially anxious and trying to learn how to work better by stealing bits of other people. Oh, that was a really good post. Did you like it? I messaged you and told you I liked it, yeah. I know, but I can't really tell by text message what you actually mean, whereas the intonation of what you just said told me a lot more. I mean, I'm I'm very, very direct and honest. If I say, hey, I really like that post, there's a pretty safe bet it means that I really liked that post. (laughs) Anyway, it was much more casual than I usually write, and I was trying to make sure that it was still, like, a bit funny. Yeah, that was good. It was really effective. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Anyway, what were you going to say? Uh, I should definitely do the thing. Oh, you should definitely do it. I started listening to Millennial. Have you heard of that? No, I don't know what that is. It's a podcast by a millennial who, as soon as she finished college in the US, kind of moved back home. Oh, wow. I don't think I'm going anywhere interesting with this, but I just remember reading, I was listening to it and just, uh, she was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to document my life. She listened to Startup, the podcast Startup. Oh, yeah. And her boyfriend was like, hey, you should do one just about being a millennial which is the most millennial thing to do. Like, that's what's kind of fun about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Whereas, like, Startup, the podcast, if you don't know what Startup is, Startup is a podcast about, well, the first season was about starting a podcasting company, which turned out to be Gimlet Media. They're um, so they, good. They do a bunch of really, really great podcasts. But the Startup podcast, the first season, ended up being really meta because it was a podcast about starting a podcasting company. Gimlet has been described as the HBO of podcasts, which is totally accurate. That's exactly what they are. Yeah, they make, yeah, very, very good quality. And I particularly have a special place in my heart for startup because it does open these doors to look inside that you just never usually get to see in a company like that. I've not listened to all of startup yet. I'm waiting until I go back to the gym. That's going to be my gym starter. Oh, well, they've recently done a little mini series. They're like, okay, so now we did the first episode and... We got X amount of dollars in fundraising and all this stuff. Oh, really? Now they're going back and like they're talking about how much money we've made, where they're at. They're talking about diversity in their workforce and talking about, you know, do we have enough diversity in our workforce? And they came up an interesting conversation around religion and they were like, well, we're probably not in the religious market. And then one of the staff members was like, um, I'm like really Christian <laughs> and I like wouldn't tell you guys that. Yeah, yeah. Like he he wasn't out as being Christian. Anyway. That's super interesting. It's really interesting and they're really, you know, obviously they curate the whole thing and it's heavily edited, but it, it's a lot more revealing. I remember why I want to talk about Millennial because the idea was she was just like, I'm just going to record everything in my life, put it together as well as I can because I'm a journalist. I, I, she studied journalism, photojournalism. And if I put it out there and no one listens, yeah, but I think it's taken off. And I think she's just totally honest about stuff. And so, yeah, do the same thing. Like, just post the stuff. And if no one cares, you can stop doing that. You're not going to lose all your followers or anything like that. But if it takes off, then that's interesting in itself. You know, it's, it's a no risk kind of scenario. Well, I mean, like... I guess there's the emotional vulnerability risk. I always forget about that. <laughs> you always, yeah, you do, you do forget about that. That is the thing that... That is the thing that happens. Also, sometimes, occasionally, I do notice when people, like, leave following my page. I don't, like, really track how many people are following me on social media. But occasionally, I notice. And it's hard for it not to feel like high school and you were picked last for the soccer team. It's like we talked about, I think it was last episode, though. you got to do what you do. And if people don't like it, they will stop listening 
oh, I absolutely understand all of that. And like logically I'm like on board and I'm like, it's totally fine. I get it. But from an emotional level, I'm still like, I'm still 14. Right. And that, that boy at school didn't like me. He grew up to be uh, really cool actually. And you could have too. Actually, he grew up to be um, a lawyer. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know. So I'm going to try the intro again. Are you really? Yeah, we can't do a show without an intro, SJ. Do you not know how shows work? Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome. No, no, so he still wasn't happy. Okay, yeah, that was not very... Do you want me to do it? No, no, I want to get this. This is, a, this is a personal growth moment for me. This is my... What's, what's the phrase? This is my... Everest? That's not quite right, but I'll go with that. This is my Everest, SJ. Wow, you have small goals. Small <laughs> I'll tell you goals. what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one the way that you do them, because I like the way you do them. How do I do them? Well, are you ready? You'll hear it. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. That is totally not what I sound like. You kind of do it as very like, this is a fact, whereas I'm like, hello, welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. Yeah, I think maybe that... This is why everyone hates you. It's just because from the get-go. <laughs> I get them offside immediately. You're annoying. <laughs> so we're going to play an outro. Are we? Yeah, we always play an outro. Have you not noticed? Oh my God, that's what that thing was at the end of every one that we do. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Before the outro, we have a mailing list. If you go to beinghonestwithmyx.com and click mailing list, you can sign up to that. And we've started doing a warm-up before episodes, which we record and we release as a mailing list exclusive. So if you want more of me and SJ talking, just download that. It's a little 10-minute thing where we talk about stuff that we don't talk about the podcast. Like, what do we talk about? How bad Peter's haircut is. I don't think we talked about that. I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> what? I just, I just muttered it under my breath while we were having the other conversation. So if you listen really, really closely... You'll just hear me bagging out Peter's hair. Uh, as well as that, we have a Twitter, Honest With My Ex, and we've decided to consolidate all the discussion because people want to talk about the podcast, which is lovely, by the way. Thank you for listening and thank you for wanting to talk about it. So all the discussion, we're, we're trying to consolidate on SJ's Facebook page, which you can find at... Facebook.com slash Honor Easley. But you might want to look at the spelling of that because... It's very confusing. <laughs> uh, we'll link to that in the show notes. And if you want to chat about the episode with other like-minded podcasty people, uh, please do it there. It's a cool place where fun things happen. Uh, outro today is from BK. Now, this is actually the second outro that BK submitted. I think he was a bit annoyed because the first one he submitted, or, or she, I don't know who BK is. He contacted me to be like, where is my outro? You guys said you were out of outros and I have not heard mine. And I was like, it's on the bonus episode. I'm trying to get Peter to put it on the real, like a non-bonus episode. And he was like, I'm not even sure I believe you. <laughs> so BK, you particularly need to sign up to our mailing list and listen to our bonus Japan episode, as well as our new fortnightly warm-up. Uh, but here's another outro from BK. Thanks for listening to Being Honest with My Ex. If you enjoyed the podcast... Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a review and tell your friends. Peter, 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 Peter is my favorite son. Favorite son. Favorite son. I'm going to say, I think BK is like one of my favorite people that I've never met before. There's now a lot of people that I talk to just on the internet. BK is up there.
the last time you submitted an outro, you were like, oh, I can't wait to hear his voice. You will never hear his voice. That is the game that he is playing with your mind. I don't think I'll ever hear his voice. You know what? I feel like maybe from now on, I should just do the whole podcast with a vocoder. That, no, that's a that's an awful idea. Right? Just to fuck over BK. That, right? that would fuck over everyone else, I feel. no. But most importantly, BK. <laughs> that's all from us. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.